Hi, this is Granite, and you're listening to the Granite Mountain Movie Club. Thanks for tuning in. This is a show about pop culture, mostly movies, from, I would say, a non-mainstream point of view. Um, basically, what that means is we're just, uh, we're just not libtards. Um, I hope that clarifies it. And just a note about the conversation you're about to listen to. Um, we had five or six major technical issues. So if the conversation seems a little off or all over the place, that's, um, that's the explanation for that. And then in this episode, we're discussing The Truman Show from 1998. And I don't think we did the level of analysis for this one that we normally do on this podcast. The conversation went to some interesting places and we had, we had a lot of fun, but I'm not sure we gave the film a proper analysis at least not to the extent that I think we usually do. So if you have listened to other episodes in the past, um, this might be a little different than what you're used to, but either way, it's, I, I think it's still fun. And as always, please like, subscribe, comment, uh, and share, share this with your friends. If you, have, if you know people who you think would be interested, that, would, uh, that stuff is always very appreciated. So thanks, and uh, please enjoy. Hello, everyone. We, this is the Granite Mountain Movie Club. We are um, joined today by a very special guest. Um, before I introduce him, I'll just say we got Cool Frazier here with us. I'm listening and I'm cool. That's all I want to say. That's such a relief. Just in the, in, in an ever-changing world, just to know that you're always there listening and being cool. Yep. Um, but uh, our, our special guest today is uh, Greg Smith of... Well, I don't know if you want me to say where you're from, but you can go for it. North Ogden, North Ogden, Utah. No, I moved. I moved. Yeah, no pleasant. longer. Formerly of North Ogden. Oh, where where do you live now? Pleasant View. It's much more oh. pleasant. Tell us, tell the uh, tell the good people at home about yourself, Greg. Well, I'm Greg. I uh, I live in Pleasant View, Utah. I run a mobile bicycle repair shop. So if you need your bike repaired, and you live in Northern Utah. Um, feel free to give me a call. I, uh, I, I dabble in politics. I used to be very active on Twitter, one of the most active, um, but I'm not anymore. So you can just find me on my Instagram, but, uh, that's, yeah, that's me. All right. So, and the reason Greg's here is because we're going to be talking about a special movie from, what year is this from, guys? 95? 98? No, it's 98, right? Yeah, 98. Yeah, from 1998. It's the Truman Show. And Greg is kind of like, I think Greg's life is kind of like Truman's life, right? Um, would you say that's fair, Greg? I, I relate to it. How, tell us more about that. So I saw it, I think, in 99 when I was a kid. And uh, I kind of had like a mental breakdown when I watched it because I realized I could also be a Truman and no one could disprove it to me. And, uh, so for like a, a year or two, it was always on my mind and I was always looking for cameras if there was like cameras <laughs> watching me. And did you ever uh, find any? No, I didn't. I didn't find cameras, but, uh, it was, it was interesting. I was like nine, 10 years old and uh what's the philo there's a philosophy called like solipsism is that the right word 
It's like the uh, idea that you're the only person that exists in the universe and it's like a weird philosophy and you can't dis no one could disprove it to you but it's kind of like the belief it's summarized by like the belief in um the belief in something that's possible but not plausible. Yeah, I see here it says a uh, the view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Yeah, so I think I was just kind of having my own uh, solipsism crisis at a young age. But uh, I got out of it, I think. But there's other things I relate to in the in the movie. But Do you like the movie, like other than it causing a existential crisis in your life? Do you, do, do you actually enjoy it? I enjoy it a lot, and I think um, I watched it twice in preparation for this little chat. And uh, I, I like it even more now because I feel like I got a better understanding of what the movie's about. Um, cool, Frazier. Tell me about your first experience with the, with the Truman Show. Did you see it back in the day? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it back in the day. Um, yeah, I feel like it was a big movie. Like, I remember it being in the zeitgeist, in the, the culture. Yeah. And everyone was like, did you see Truman Show? Um, but I also remember kind of just being meh on it, although I did enjoy it. Like I was like, oh, that's a cool show. Um, cause I was a budding, uh, cinephile. A as film boy. Call we call them yeah. film boys. Yeah. I was a film boy. And, uh, but I mean, it also, it's a year before the matrix, which kind of do, does the same thing, but bigger and more sci-fi. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess I kind of like let it fall by the wayside. But I do think it's probably like even though it was big at the time, it it probably is better than people act. But um I I did also watched it again in preparation. I watched it today. And um it's all right. <laughs> it's I mean, I think it had really immediate cultural currency like you could just say um this is like you know, within, show. yeah within a few months of it coming out you could be like anytime you had a surreal experience you could be like this is like the truman show someone's watching us aren't they you know mm-hmm. um, and pe- everyone would know what you meant um it made 260 million off of a 60 million budget and um you know does anything i always i always do this i always talk about like oh does does this still happen anymore but like does does any non-action and Marvel type superhero thing make 260 million now? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe then maybe they do. I think so. Just because like the only movies that get made now are ones that make that much money, but yeah, definitely like kind of like a heady drama does not typically make that much money. Well, and this is, this too, this is a, it's 140 minute or so. I mean, it's basically a 90 minute drama kind of drama, uh, comedy thing, like I don't know. I just it's don't... not comedy, other than the fact that it, they got um Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey in it, who is a who was pretty heavily seated in comedy at the time. Well, we're here today at the Granite Mountain Movie Club to talk about the Truman Show. So I was going to ask Greg, could you like take thirty seconds and tell us what it what the plot is? What the plot is? Okay. Um. For the Zoomers who haven't seen it, right? So just ruin it? 
and probably won't watch it. So I'll go. Um, so he, uh, he's just a guy. He's a pretty normal kind of bland type guy, but everyone pays attention to him because everyone in the town is an actor except him. And they uh, just make him be, they make him live kind of like a normal life. So all the people relate to him. So they'll buy the products on the TV show. He eventually realizes he, something's not right. And then he has a mental breakdown and it's really funny. He like screws up things and acts really nuts. (laughs) And then, um, then he goes down into his basement. He climbs out of a cave. He goes to the sea and then he, uh, he reaches the end of the dome and (laughs) he breaks through and then he, uh, he says goodbye to everyone and he leaves. So that's, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is the movie. <laughs> I'm imagining though, if, if that was the first description I heard, cause you say he gets to the edge of the dome, but I don't think we really established that <laughs> he, he was in a dome. The dome. Um, I, here I'll I, do I, my, I <laughs> my plot. <laughs> anyway, he's in a dome. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, Rewatching it, what was interesting is kind of how they introduced the concept because I believe they like spoiled it in like other than you don't technically know what he decides in the end, right? Um, but they kind of spoiled it in the advertising and and right up front they they do like an interview with like the creator and then um, the wife actor and the best friend actor and they don't really explain everything about the Truman Show, but um, that comes in like almost like halfway through the movie when he starts noticing things are off, then they kind of say, Hey, we're in this dome. And, uh, you know, we have been filming this since he was born and it's a reality show that everybody in America watches and they have been following his life every single second of his life. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't fully come out until like halfway through the movie, which I thought was interesting way of of uh, doing it. Yeah. So I meant to to say this before, uh, but we've had, you know, the what the people at home are hearing now is an edited version because we had a bunch of technical difficulties. But um, what I meant to say earlier is like my first experience with this movie. Um, I went to see it when it was still in theaters, and. I think it was like one of those dollar theaters. So it was a dollar, but um, that means it had been out for like three or four months at that point. But this like old lady from my neighborhood, um, we had like helped her like clean her garage or something like that. And she was very, um, she's like kind of a fun old lady, like kind of a neighborhood grandma. So she took us to go see it, me and some other, like some other kids. Um, And I remember she at the, towards the end, she's like, she was like crying and cheering. She cheered at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, and so that was like my experience with it. But I remember thinking it was pretty cool, even as like a little, like a pretty young kid. Uh, I guess I wasn't that young, but young enough. Um, so it was one of the first, like, I guess, drama movies that, that I would have seen and like really got it. Um, and, and do you think it's because as kids, we loved Ace Ventura Pet Detective? So we were like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, probably. We were so primed on, you know, Jim Carrey. He was like the big guy at that, at that point. Yeah. He was, um, 
what I read about this is he was getting 20 million per movie uh, before this, but then he liked this. So he was willing to take only 12. Very Whoa. gracious of him. Yeah. To take just $12 million. Nice guy. Um, are you pro Jim Carrey, Greg? Um, I, I, I kind of relate to Jim Carrey. Like, uh, I, for some reason, I think all my Truman show Googling and stuff on like Instagram, I'm keep getting these Jim Carrey clips and they're really confusing. Like he's talking about Jesus now. And, uh, he, he was talking about, I saw a clip yesterday he was talking about how Jim Carrey was like a character that everyone else wanted him to uh, to uh, be, but it didn't. It's not like who he really is. And I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like that sometimes, but like I I also don't really buy it. Like Jim Carrey, like now you're old, you don't want to be silly guy, but like that is part of who you are, right? Right. But he he also played Andy Kaufman, right? And like went on to do more like dramatic roles yeah. where it's like, you know, he used to talk out of his butt, but then <laughs> he was kind of like, like, I'm not just the guy who talks out of his butt, I guess. Yeah. Well, now he's, um, now he's kind of like a cringe artist. Mm-hmm. Um, he does like paintings of Trump or something. Um, he has uh Trump, Trump derangement or whatever. Greg, when you said he's talking about Jesus, is he like a believer now or is he, just well, saying, like, like he was saying, like uh, you gotta access access the grace that's through Jesus to overcome hard things. Like it was, it was an interesting clip. I don't know all of his theology. I saw yeah. him recently in Sonic and Sonic Two. I thought, I thought he did great in that. <laughs> I thought you meant the Sonic restaurant. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> no, he's not doing Sonic commercials. He's, Maybe he was there for. Uh, he's the Sundance. villain in the Sonic. He movies. was getting a, a lime recce at Sonic. I bet he was at the Sonic in South Willard. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of Jim Carrey and kind of this moment in time, was this the first serious Jim Carrey movie or did uh, something else proceed? I think it, it was. Um, I'm going to pull it up. But I think and, this was. And this big, wasn't like... billed as like fully serious. It was still like, watch him act crazy. Yeah, he's doing a lot of Jim he's Carrey doing a lot of Jim Carrey stuff. Yeah, um, but but also what's weird about this movie is because like the 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 basic reading of it is like oh this is a critique of reality television, right? But this was before reality television. I mean, there was like Real World and maybe a couple other shows, but like reality television wasn't really a thing outside of that. Like like most people were still doing scripted dramas and stuff like that on TV and sitcoms. Um, yeah. Like a critique of media, media environment more generally because. Right. Yeah, it wasn't but actually. then like, you know, then comes like the two thousands when literally like they were like, we're going to do the Truman show for real. Right. <laughs> we're just going to show people and film them and, and see what happens. And yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I think it was like survivor or something came out a year after. Yeah. The... So yes. the, I'm, I was just looking at this, the leading up to this, he did liar, liar. I'm going backwards. Uh-huh. Liar, liar, the cable guy, Ace Ventura two, yeah. uh, Batman forever, dumb and dumber, the mask. So he was firmly in comedy. 
Yeah, he'd done like six big Because after big this, comedy. he did, when did the Andy Kaufman movie came, come out? And then he also did Eternal That was Sunshine. the year after. Yeah. So then he did Truman Show, uh, Man on the Moon, which is the Kaufman one. But then, then back to like comedy with me, myself, and Irene. Yeah. I w- I'm thinking like people think it's like about reality TV. I think it's more just about life in general, like everyone's experience. But it gets... It gets overshadowed with how everyone started getting all those reality TV shows. Well, so that that's my uh, other surface level reading is kind of like, oh, it's a critique of like suburbia and, you know, maybe Christianity in the sense that the guy in the sky is just a fake guy, you know, who's forcing you to to act a certain way. Um, what do you think about that reading? I think I think it's kind of basic, um, like surface. I, I I don't I don't really buy into buy into it. Um, like well, they even name the guy Kristoff. Yeah, like it's kind of like poking fun at Christ, maybe. But maybe it is like maybe it's not supposed to be like derogatory, like like uh, Christ, God. We get given all these trials that really stink. Um, so maybe it's not like supposed to be super sarcastic. I don't know. Greg, how was your day? How was your day today? I think we got uh, we got mellow, Greg. Oh, you got mellow, Greg. <laughs> we got diet, Greg. Oh, di- we got diet. <laughs> we got diet, Greg, on the show tonight. Oh, sorry. Um, this day pretty good. I I rode my bike, um, went swimming. Um, I'm on vacation, so. But oh, that's the problem. You need to be agitated agitated you need to you need to have been stuck in traffic you need to have been you need to have been called a, a, a slur by one of your customers well, you guys can agitate me if you want let's go for it um. <laughs> well <laughs> um we'll we'll agitate you plenty but okay. but yeah that's i kind of wanted to ask because you're you're always you know finding the secret um gospel message in in all media you know so you so, want me to so go into like, it? I think, I think this, well, I'm just saying, I mean, we're on a podcast, okay. but uh, the surface level reading could be seen as kind of like, you know, they were doing a lot of that drama in like the nineties with like Pleasantville and uh, what, what the one with uh, that rapist and the, <laughs> the rose flowers that fall, Kevin Spacey. Oh, um, yeah. American beauty, American beauty, where it's like, Oh, everything seems fine on the surface of your perfect 1950s home, but it's actually, you know, actually bad. And that's kind of like the surface, like like you said, I think that's like the surface level reading of this is it's like, you know, marrying your high school sweetheart and, and living in a home and not going from your lame hometown is like a, a lame life, right? That's kind yeah. of like the message, I guess if you if you didn't think deeply about it yeah um so yeah that's why i was like it, it since that might be the the obvious reading i i was wondering why you find this so interesting or or you relate to this so much when you're always saying you know finding the uh the secret uh christian message in all yeah. uh, songs and media including green day <laughs> <laughs> Green Day, Vampire Weekend. No, not Green Day. Weekend. Not Green Day. No. Um. So, 
like Green uh, Day isn't. Uh, or not Green Day. Uh, what is it? All Stars. Smash Sorry. Mouth. Smash Mouth. <laughs> Smash Mouth. Yeah. I got my '90s uh, rock groups mixed up. Yeah, you did. I'd never. There's nothing good in Green Day. What are you talking about? Smash Mouth. Smash <laughs> Mouth is. Good. So so like that sounds the, like a challenge. The the gospel message like I see in the movie is so like true man. It's also he's like called a true man. Like he's he's in this fake world where everything's fake around him, but he's like trying to uh, trying to become a man and like figure out the world. And I feel like that's all of us. We're like put into this fake world where there's lies like everywhere, and uh, I like the scene where he goes down the stairs into his basement and then he crawls out of a, like a cave he's made, pumps his head out of the uh, out of the ground, and I think I think that's kind of like a out Plato's allegory of the cave, like he was like um like he was watching shadows, like his whole entire life was like shadows because it was all fake. It was just a TV screen, like. He was experiencing TV in real life, you know. What, does does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, or maybe yeah. Sea Haven is is the Garden of Eden, and at the end he he leaves the safety of the Garden of Eden. Yeah, to and experience then reality. and then he, yeah, and then he goes into water. He gets cleaned. Um, he gets this storm thrown baptism. at him. Yeah, kind of like baptism. He gets a storm thrown at him. He uh, his boat then hits the dome. Um, pierces a hole through it, and then he just walks through water up a flight of stairs. Which we can get into the Masonic conspiracy theory stuff if you want. But yeah, do, do so, it. Do it. How many steps were there? I haven't counted the steps, but I, to finish my point, thirty-three so steps. The closing scene. He's on these steps. You know, he knows the door is there. He. He tells everyone, good afternoon, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Like a, like an average, just angry little guy. Like if you put him through that situation where his entire reality is fake, all these people have done him wrong. And then at the very end of the movie, he's willing to give grace and forgive everyone who's manipulated him. Like he didn't just like flip everyone the and bird. And he bows at the end. And he bows. like he is performing. And he bows and he gives like respect to everyone who's ever wronged him. And I feel like that's like the most charitable you could have pot. Like that is like the ideal. When I go out of this world, like I want to have that much charity for everyone that's wronged me. Like, am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like before he even... Before he even leaves the dome, before he even pulls that exit switch and leaves, like he's already free, and you know he's already free even before he leaves the dome. Right, and he kind of he kind of freaks out on the wife a little bit, but he's never like angry. He's he's very like he's more like scared or confused than angry ever. Well, like the wife thing, I also I also kind of like relate to because like. I'm chi- I'm in chill Greg mode right now, but like, there's women that will just like date men that they don't even like just because of some like status thing. Does this make sense? And it's like, it, yeah, his his first wife was just with him because of the attention she got, um, because of she, her being with him, and like 
when he was freaking out, he's like, you don't even like me. Like, and I, I dated girls before and it's, it kind of, uh, related. I kind of related to that. And then this new girl, she's only with him because of how he acts on TV and like his personality. Like he, she's only there because she's entertained by him, but that's not necessarily bad. I think like you have to, well, we can, I, I would kind of, um, I mean, we don't, I mean, presumably, right. He goes off and like marries that, that, that other girl. I forgot her name. Um, but maybe not. Right. Maybe. I feel like, like um, a common theme on this podcast is how much we hate the wives. <laughs> this is, this is a misogyny podcast. Yeah. This is a, uh, all, this is a boys club. This is a fraternal. But you're supposed to hate this wife. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you brought that up though, because she, rewatching this as an adult that sticks out a lot. It's like, mm-hmm. Whoa, there's this lady. She, and you know, she wants to have a baby. Like she because wants to have she's, a, she's been cast to do it. Yeah. Like, um, and I mean, maybe that's not too far off from how certain things have worked in the, in, in real life. You know, maybe like someone who marries into a, like a Royal family or something basically sees it as a job, but, and not like a, a real like romance thing or whatever. But, but that yeah, that struck me watching it as an adult. Like, like she yeah, she doesn't like him. She just she finds him kind of just goofy and annoying. And then, but it's also her job is to like get him to give her a baby. Right, and like even when they do the flashback to show him where he's actually liking the other girl, like, and that's a much more natural relationship where they kind of just catch eyes and you know have butterflies or whatever. Whereas she's like laying it on thick, like trying to make sure you have to fall in love with me because it's in the script. Which um, I'm going to like, there's this thing, this is a really, this is a dumb kind of critique. This is like the people who, uh, you know, in the movie signs where they critique the whole, like, well, why would the aliens come here uh, if it's a water planet? Well, this is kind of a same type of critique. This, I bring this up more just for fun, but it's like, it's kind of weird how they would make this fake world for Truman but then let him know about all these other things. Like why do they, why does he even know about Fiji or right. why does he, why does he even know that like leaving is a possibility? Cause if you had someone for their whole life and you just said, Oh, this is the world. Like we have an Island and that's the world. Like he wouldn't know any better. Well, like I think right. the people in Fiji need to relate to him. So when he like learns about Fiji, they get really excited like it's about the audience. Yeah, it's an audience thing. The audience wants to see something that resembles their world. Yeah. And and also I was thinking about it. He's supposed to be 30 in in the movie and it's in 98. So like would have started in 68, which I feel like would have been a lot more primitive of technology <laughs> to do all that. But when he was a kid though, it was really easier. Because he's just a dumb kid, right? And they like had cameras dangling in front of him and stuff. So maybe yeah. that's how. Like they just didn't, they didn't uh, make precautions early on because they were just like, "Ah, oh, he's a dumb kid." <laughs> but they kind of do show how they kind of brainwash him early on as a kid, where they're like, uh, "You don't need to explore because everything's been done, and like you don't need to go anywhere, and there's crime everywhere else." Yeah. Um, in preparation for this, I saw a YouTube video that said, why are there no uh, African-American people in Truman Show? <laughs> but then I, w- I, w- I was thinking about it. There are. There's several. 
any with like speaking lines i don't remember but some someone was trying to make yeah the the bus driver and then um there's like a cop yeah okay but they were trying to say like oh this is like christoph was a racist (laughs) and he thought that the perfect world excluded black people but then i'm like there's like old dudes speaking spanish i don't know (laughs) yeah um that's a real town obviously i mean maybe that's obvious maybe it's not but it's a a a planned community in florida um and i think it's sea haven in the movie but it's like seaside in real life Ah. interesting Um, it's probably in real life it probably is like all white (laughs) with a few cuban men um The the other religious reading of this is kind of a Calvinist, you know, a uh, is there a freedom of choice in if there's a like an all seeing eye or a all knowing being, right? And I would yeah. say this this comes out uh, firmly anti Calvinist, saying like, oh, Truman does have free will despite. Um, kind of being living in a curated thing. What do you think about that, Greg? Oh, I agree. Yeah, those Calvinists—they they don't make any sense. So, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Do you have free will? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, you're not a fan of Calvinists or free will? <laughs> um, Calvinists. Calvinists. I like my free will. I don't think the movie in general is um a critique on christianity or anything i i see it as like they're showing like christoph as like a as a wannabe god like he wants to play the role of god um but but that that's like not something people should do well he fails at it too right but but isn't isn't the idea that like you know if if um Truman really wanted reality, he we couldn't stop him from perceiving it, right? And so that in a way that's that's a commentary on us of like, you know, we're trapped in our in our reality or something like that. I don't know. But but yeah, I think that that's definitely like out there in the ether. Something uh let's see. Oh, I'm going to go back to that stupid point I was making a minute ago, but I do find it I, I get that that for the purpose of the actual Truman show that the audience that the that the in movie audience would be watching and then the that the movie that we would be watching it has to like resemble our world you know they thought at least they thought it did I just find it weird that they like make him go to an office and they make him do some of that stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah that wouldn't make great TV I wouldn't think so yeah or they I mean they could. They could give him like really zany challenges in his life. That would well, it I mean, could have been like a postman, you know. So he's like walking around and <laughs> more movement, or even just like give him crimes to solve, you know. Yeah, I think that would like, like uh, I'm I'm on a uh, carpet cleaning Facebook page, and I use I I attempted to be a carpet cleaner. I decided not to, but I'm still on this Facebook page, and they're like, I have a point here, so. One of the guys is like, I am going to hire a tech. Do you think I should just split 20% of all profits with him instead of giving him an hourly pay, pay cut, paycheck? And 
these guys in the comments were like, if you give him 20%, he's going to work really hard and he's going to have enough money to start his own carpet cleaning business within six months. That's a horrible idea. You need to give him, you need to pay him by hour. And like, it was like, you need to pay him by hour. So he's less productive and he's, um, he's just kind of stuck. And like, th this is how these business owners were talking. So like your question of, uh, why did they make him just do a dumb job that didn't use his brain power at all? Well, like I think that's so he's stuck in his spot because it's if he's out being creative and like using his brain, then he's he's going to be a lot more hard, a lot more difficult to control than if he's just like stuck in a job and he's worried about all this money he has to make. And I was like his uh his uh MK Ultra handler is his uh. His wife was like, "You have a mortgage to pay. You have this to pay, and we and we want to bait like it was all this like it's it's these stressors. He was purposely given all these stressors so that he would stay in line. Yeah, I think they put him in the longhouse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also I think you know it's in the same vein as like Fight Club and and uh, Matrix, where it's kind of like, are you satisfied with your wagey? job it's definitely yeah, kind is... of like anti-wagey i i think there is a reactionary you know right wing reading to this this uh, was a big thing in the end of the 90s this like idea that reality is not reality you need to do something radical well and and to a certain extent i feel like it's being even more fulfilled nowadays right like like society is really <laughs> kind of crumbling where where like you know the the right wing reading is like an incel can't even get married you know like young men and women can't even get married now they can't get a good job they can't buy a house and they're still expected to be like satisfied with their lives whereas you know in the truman show the, he has a wife he has a job he has a house and and he was still dissatisfied but now like even even those comforts are like unattainable, but you're still expected to like play ball and and not rile things up and not speed around yeah. in your Ford Taurus around town. This this reminds me of um, there's this Bruce Springsteen song. I think it's called The River, and he said in the song he's talking about he's like when I turned 18, they took me down like my dad took me down to the union office and I got a union card and I got I, you know I got a job like right out of high school. And then I married my high school sweetheart and, and it just, you know, everything sucks. And I got a house and everything sucks. Sounds and it's like, awesome. Wait a minute. Yeah. The sad songs of like Bruce Springsteen of the seventies and eighties or whatever is like, this is what like the guys I know would, are dreaming of. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like very boomer esque in its, um, trappings trapped, trapped in affluence. Well, yeah, and also, like, just the fact that it's a TV show, whereas now what's the Truman Show is, like, TikTok and, and uh, Instagram and stuff like that, right? Um, and that's kind of the reality media where we are uh, literally under constant surveillance and stuff, right? Like, we're, we're, we're literally living in the Truman Show now. But, like, yeah, in, in the 90s, you know, it was still very, like, boomer culture where, you know, everybody had a TV – everybody was watching TV multiple hours a day. 
like whereas like nobody watches TV now, they just stream things on their phone. What well, one thing I thought was really interesting is the like the undoing of reality for him is all these technical failures. Like a light falls from the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the radio in the car is like playing. He can tell the people the are surveilling him. Yeah. Um, and what there's like Which a is couple very other... Cold War boomer as well. Like so, you know, there's my line has been tapped. Like yeah, the... there's a couple. Uh, oh, the rain on the beach. Like it's following him specifically. I just think it's it's kind of like us too. It's like it's in the technical stuff that we start to see. Like we yeah, we see we're being watched, or we see that some things are fake. Like they're using they're spackling over like critical infrastructure and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like the last three years, the last three years seems to be like people have really started to question what is going on in like reality and like like um Kanye and they're less and less satisfied with reality too. Yeah, Kanye's like recent thing last fall it it reminded me exactly of like truman's breakdown when everything was like glitching out and he was freaking out on everyone like people are just kind of like their psyches are kind of like snapping because a lot of things in the government oh, yeah. reality it just doesn't make sense anymore are you, are you saying this this movie is talking about how the media is controlling <laughs> everything <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. There's Kinda. an elite group. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about, about any of that stuff. I don't know about yeah. that stuff. I just fix bikes. Yeah, Greg's a humble bicycle repairman. <laughs> Do did you, you? You already plugged your business, right? Today's episode is brought by brought to you by uh, Swift Fix Bikes of Pleasant View, Utah. Yeah. Here, I've yeah. I've got the ad to play. If you want me to play the ad. Oh sure, yeah. Let's hear the ad. Oh man. My bike tire's flat. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, Johnny, you're going to have to take that bike into a bike store. Oh man, if only there was a way somebody could have a mobile bike repair shop with a <laughs> cool but van that's blue, and they could drive it right to my door. <laughs> and then Greg rolls in on his bike and does like a like a turn skid out, and is like, that's right, I'm Swift Fix Bike Repair Greg. And then I'm here to fix your bike. <laughs> and then some, that's, that's there's, some, what I there's do. some more to that, but that's the ad. Yeah, that's what I do. Greg graciously sponsored today's episode. Yeah. He's paying for a cool Fraser's time. <laughs> yeah. Glad to do it. Do you guys know anything about gang stalking? Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. I was going <laughs> to ask if Greg has ever been gang stalked. Greg, I feel are like... you a targeted individual? I think I might be. But maybe not. I don't know. Do you know you know about this, right? Yeah, targeted individuals. They're like, did you know in in uh, communist Russia, like right when the communists were changing Russia, like 10% and it was secret, 10% of the Russians, they were keeping notes and tabs on what all their neighbors were doing and like reporting it in. So I think it would be kind of silly to think that there wasn't people doing that today, like in America, like, right. Wouldn't, I mean, if it's happened, but like, have you ever felt like you've been watched or something? Well, I feel like, I feel like maybe, but it's not like bad. It's just like when you go, it's not like threatening. It's just like people, their job is to keep 
tabs on people and then they get paid by the government or whatever. You think, but give me an instance of one time you thought maybe that guy's keeping tabs on me. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Cause then I, it would cost them their job. They'd be like, um, so Greg went on this podcast and ratted you out. You're a bad, you're a bad surveiller. I don't want to put, I don't want to put these people out of their job. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to, you don't want your gang stalker to lose his job. No. So his lucrative position stalking you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just trying to do their job. They get, <laughs> You don't want to review bomb the gang stalker. Yeah, it's like a, this, this gang stalker barely kept tabs on me. I got away from him in the grocery store so fast. No, Greg not. has gang stalkers, but they they just care about his well being. No, I just think I just think they're like just people, like you know, like you go. Yeah. What's it like? Private shopping. What's that thing when like people go and they're like secret yeah. shoppers at stores. So I yeah, think yeah. I think there might be like secret shoppers, but for like people. So the government, like this guy, he kind of said something weird on the internet. Um, why don't you just like run into him and talk to him and and see what he's about? And then you're like, oh hey, and then it's fine. So like, there, it's it's fine. I, I, I don't I don't mind it. <laughs> no big deal. Um, I watched a video recently of someone who was like, I'm being gang stalked, but the only evidence he provided was like cars that would like drive near him or like park right near his car when he parked. I mean, that just doesn't and, make And sense. I, and like uh, somebody who would walk into the door before him. So like gang stalking was just like these people mildly inconveniencing him or slowing <laughs> him down. I, <clears throat> I watched one on YouTube, a guy was sitting in his car with like his dash cam mm-hmm. or, or just his phone filming, you know, everything. And, I only watched a couple minutes, but he he basically just says like everyone who's walking by, he's like, oh that yep that one I, I keep seeing that guy, I've seen him everywhere, and I noticed that the video was like four hours long, and 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 that I was thinking gang stalking is just some sort of YouTube hack, like he's just trying to rack up <laughs> view hours so he can get paid, yeah, um, and all the and all the gang stalker people just will watch that whole four hour video, yeah, Have there's you- a whole community of people who believe it. Well, have you heard of like um, the Gates program conspiracy theories? No, what's uh, that? What's that in the in the speech pathology conspiracy theories? Like, so like people have memories of like drinking, and I swear I have this memory of being in a speech pathologist, and they're like, "Drink this," and it was like you know those like dentist cups, and it was like white, yeah. and they're like, "Drink this," and I'm like, "What? Okay," and like. So there's this so I guess I'll start with Gates. So like there's this conspiracy theory that like the CIA um or like the federal government spy agencies have like fund the Gates programs, gifted and talented um programs uh, okay. Oh, not like Bill and Melinda Gates. No. Yeah. Gifted and That's what I was thinking. But like the gifted and talented. Okay. Okay, so like just think like if you so I'm not I'm not I'm not a Gates. I'm a speech I'm a speech uh, pathologist. I couldn't. I'm not a Gates program guy, but um, but like, just think about this gifted and talented program. Like, what did they do to these people that were really smart? Like, they said they they picked them out of their classroom and they said, "You're so smart. One one day a week, you're gonna have to go with the smart people." And then, like, um, what does that do to that kid? Like, um, we live in a peer bonded society, and it's kind of like Truman Show. 
and then you remove him once a week and you throw him in with all the other smart people. You don't actually, they didn't really learn anything more than they did in their other class. Like it's just like a, so you remove, you remove this student from all the other students that he's peer bonded to. And then you classify him as smarter than everyone else. And you've basically just isolated that person. So I'm going on a tangent here, but like, um, you know, like, you know, like all these really smart people, like Evan McMullen, like he's, he, he, I mean, he's an idiot, but he's like really smart. They're like, their drive is to be socially accepted by all those people who kind of, once they got identified as gifted and talented, they just decided they didn't like them anymore. Like they, they're always, all these geniuses, all these smart people in society, they're always just trying to get back in with the uh, in group because they've, they were removed from their peers. Do you think they were, yeah, were they giving the Gates kids um, the white juice? Yeah, is the white juice part of that or the other thing? Okay, so they were drugging the, they, there's some weird stories of them like drugging people in Gates programs and speech pathologist programs. And I'll just talk about my personal experience. So like, like I'm a weirdo and like I'm in, I'm in Utah and I had to move around a lot because my, my dad was a metallurgical engineer and he kept getting laid off because um, the EPA would ship out the, the manufacturing to Chinese um, aluminum plants. Um, anyway, so yeah, cause Bill, Bill Clinton, you can say the name, yeah, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton made it. So it's impossible to make aluminum process aluminum in the U S. So they just moved them to China and polluted a hundred times more. Um, anyway, so I had to move around a lot. So I'm in Utah and they're like, you're an idiot in reading. So you need to go to the reading cluster. And then I moved to Texas and they test me and I do this accelerated reader test. And they're like, you can read at 12th grade plus. So you're a college level reader. And I was in like third grade and I was like, what the heck? Like last year they said I was dumb in reading. Okay, so were you, were you getting the juice? So this was after the, I didn't get the juice then. So I'm, I'm, I'm mess. I'm going around. So in Louisiana, before I moved to Texas, when I was in first grade, I went to a speech pathologist. Is the juice good or bad? I think the juice is bad. So, like, I, I went to see this. Okay. I went to see the speech pathologist in Louisiana. And uh, they, uh, it's just like her and me. And I just play with things. Yeah. I play with cards. I like, they have me look at pictures on cards. And I'm like, this isn't really speech. What am I doing here? And then like one time they're like, drink. So you're doing like Rorschach tests and stuff. Yes. And then they're like, drink this liquid. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then finally they talk to my parents and they're like, yeah, he's good with speech. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to go see speech, speech pathologist anymore. And they're like, okay. And then, and then the next year I transfer to Murray school district and I'm in, I'm in second grade or first grade still. I can't remember, but they had me go see this like uh, this short um, like old guy. They had me go to speech pathology at the Murray thing, and I was talking to my mom like a month ago, and I was telling her about these conspiracy theories that they like are messing with uh, like gifted and talented and kind of weird pe- weird kids like me, and and she's like, I didn't, I wasn't. Well, my mom was like, I don't. 
you we never got told you were going to speech pathology in in uh in Murray. So like they just had me going to see this guy one on one and they didn't tell me about they didn't tell my parents about it. And then like in Well you got you got lucky cuz the the current day version of not telling your parents <laughs> is that they're going to talk to you about like having your privates removed. Yeah. And then also the weird thing yeah. was is yeah, in in Texas after I got college aged, I they I did the accelerator reader test and they tested me and then they're like, "Okay, we're going to do more tests." And I swear I was doing tests like every week with some lady and they're like, "Put this on your books." <laughs> and I'm like, at this point I didn't have many, I didn't have that many friends. I was reading like 3 books a week. Um, I, all I did was just read my books and watch Nickelodeon. That's like I, all I did every day. So like, I was really confused on why they said I needed to put this clear purple piece of plastic over, it's like, put it over the words on the, in the, in the books you're reading and then it'll help you concentrate better. But like looking back, it was just a way to, uh, differentiate me from my classmates. So my classmates would think they, they were trying to make you gay. I think so. Like they were isolating him. They're isolating me. And it's the same thing they do with Gates people, um, people in the gifted and talented programs. It wasn't, it's, it's just about isolating you from your peers. So you don't, you don't strive for the greatness. You don't strive to get on that boat and smash into the, and smash into the, uh, the dome. Right. You're too close to the edge. So they're putting, uh, obstacles in your way. So you don't realize the truth. Yeah. This is the yeah, this is the equivalent of like having your dad pretend to die in the ocean. Yes. No, I'm serious. And they do it to every, they do it to but, a lot of people. Um my question is So like you 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 were in these like um uh special needs situations and you apparently didn't need it. Is I know your parents are somewhat involved in like special needs stuff. Were they involved with it back then? No. And so were they just like, let's get this guy tested just in case. No, they weren't at all. That, that was a, uh, that happened. So they got later. involved because you were special needs. <laughs> no, no. My mom got a job with the state and then, um, governor Huntsman, oh, okay. when I was in middle school, privatized social work. So that's, that's how they got into it. So it was, it was a bit after, but okay, it wasn't well, like a Munchausen a, syndrome type thing. No, here, Greg, I have some, I have something for you. In the past, we had joked about the character Marlon, you know, his yeah. friend. I think his name's Marlon, right? Yeah, or that's the wife's name, I think. No, her name's Meryl. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think, but that's like a guy name, so I don't know. And Marlon is a fish name, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so. Marlon. His friend is Marlon, and we had joked in the past that I was like I was like your Marlon. Sometimes when you when you'd be, uh, you know, going through it, I would come in and be like, "Greg, you you want a six pack? You want to talk about it?" And uh, I'm wondering, I when I was watching this, it's like Marlon was the stand-in for you know like the uh, mass media who just like you know always shows up when you need it to give you a nudge in the right or wrong direction. Yeah, like one time I was ranting about Mitt Romney being like a pedophile or something, and you're like, you know, he's he's not. Like you really like he's not. And I was like, you're Marlowing me. You're just trying to 
bring me back down to reality. But, uh, <laughs> which is, which is, is he a pedophile? I don't think so. I think he's fine. Don't, don't say one or the other. <laughs> I've mellowed out a bit. I have a question about this movie. Yeah. Is this, is this the first Paul Giamatti or was he big before this? Uh, I think it's early, pretty early Paul Giamatti. I'm sure he did stuff before it, but I feel like we, I, I kind of want to ask Greg about, um, the other movie we were supposed to do with him. Oh yeah. Did you get into it? Yeah. It's the same writer, <laughs> right? Is it? Yeah. What, what was the other one? <clears throat> Gattaca. Yeah. Same guy wrote him. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he wrote these yeah. two movies. Cause there's not a, there's not a Gattaca brother in this. No. The script was originally meant to be more of a sci-fi thriller. So like Gattaca, Gattaca was a sci-fi uh... thriller. Like a little more sci-fi and how the cameras and the the town worked. Yeah, it, that it was supposed sense. to be more serious originally, and then they went through a series of directors. It was originally going to be De Palma, who was a more he's a more serious kind of guy, yeah. he was like Scarface, and he fell off for some reason. And then they went through another a couple of different people. I think Spielberg was up for it at one point, and then they they settled on on this on Peter Weir. And he wanted a script that was funnier. He wanted it to be a little more uh, light. He wanted more like butt talking. <laughs> yeah. And he's the one who, yeah, he wanted Carrie. Got it. Uh, what else has Peter Weir done? Like nothing. Um, Master and Commander. Okay. The writer of this movie has. Oh, let's done look at the Paul Giamatti thing. He hadn't done like a ton before this. Uh, Weir did Master and Commander. And then he kind of stopped. Dead Poet Society. The Way Back. I don't that know if you saw that. Thing. It was all right. No, I didn't. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, because this is kind of about like breaking through where you like the cards you were dealt at birth, right? Is that a theme of this? Yeah, sure. I think so. Uh, the once again, the reactionary reading of this movie is that we should all revolt against uh, society, right? I don't see how you watch this and and uh, don't see there's a message here that you should be like questioning official narratives. Right, right. Like I think it would have been better if it was a little more sci-fi or a little more grandiose than just kind of like, hey, this is a Florida town and we did a kind of a half a job on this like cgi dome situation like the last the last scene where he crashes his boat into the wall and he's like walking along it that's like a a nice cinematic scene but i feel like there other than that it's not super cinematic the the score is okay are you back Greg? yeah you're back he's back But yeah, I was just saying, as a movie, like I feel like if it was a little more artsy, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, some got of it... kind of this weird, like they do like the button camera effect a lot. But yeah, it, it kind of makes it seem a little dated. I feel like, but I don't know. It's probably seemed pretty clever at the time. Um, but now it looks like to catch a predator or something. Yeah. 
which I have a question <laughs> in regards to to catch a predator. What if um what if they invested all these years in Truman, but he he turned out really depraved and was was like just the this like evil or disgusting guy? That would have been interesting. That would be a good uh, revisit Truman Show too. Yeah, as a horror movie, or the yeah, or the producers had to hide it. They knew it was going on, but they had to hide uh-huh. it. So they just took that off camera. And he's just like killing extra like women, <laughs> yeah. like totally just like Jack the Ripper style. And like, he can't get in trouble because he's the main guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, look, I can do whatever I want. And nobody <laughs> says anything. So like, it's a, it's a, in a nineties movie, they're going to give him. So, so they actively like psychologically um, groomed him or whatever, or, or manipulated abused. him. Yeah, so they made him scared of water. But if they made this movie today, is there is there any doubt that they would like find a way to ensure that he was gay? <laughs> We're doing a gay plot. Yeah. We need to make sure Truman is gay. Come on, Truman, touch it. I brought a six pack. <laughs> Just touch it. Wonder what they would do. How would they how would they make him gay? Does that is it really good for marketing to do that? Like I went to the mall and I was looking at all the all the models and like the pictures and everything and um there's still not LGBT representation on like perform um perfume marketing materials. They're always it's always a couple, like male and female. So I, I, I don't know if that would be oh, yeah. I don't know if that would be good marketing to just is the the majority of people are still straight, you know. So if you want someone to identify with, I yeah. I don't even watch TV now, so I don't know how gay representation is on. Well, TV. my one take is the the show Wednesday, which is like the most recent popular show on on Netflix, is unapologetically heterosexual, and it did very well. Uh, among the young teens, so so yeah, I don't know if it if it's selling as much as as they would hope. So what what's our Truman show like? What's keeping us trapped? Oh, it's got to be you know it's got to be debt and the and the global uh, global financial system, global financial system, media, yeah. uh, the legal system, yeah. Man, all these things totally unrelated, cops. but keeping us down. Cops, yeah. Are the cops? How are the cops keeping you down, Greg? Oh, actually, don't get into that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask Greg what he thought about them uh, uh, stealing a baby and raising it on camera, like uh, foster care style. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's they stole a baby. Like the ethics of what they did. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't very ethical of them to just take that baby. Um, yeah, a lot of people like to just take babies now. It's like they're like con. They're like a. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Um, don't steal babies. Oh, so you know the. 
I watched, I found a random YouTube channel. So like shout out to this YouTube channel. I think the the name of it is like just moon, but he did a, a Truman show breakdown and he um, compared it to, uh, he talked about like the crazy stuff that the cast would do to try to keep him from getting places. Right. So like they'd all park their cars in front of him or like push stuff in front of him or, like a group yeah. of wheelchair people would come out or like they acted like there was a nuclear meltdown. Um, anyway, he compared that to almost like the false flags and, and media events that, that get a lot of attention. And he showed, he didn't say it and maybe I shouldn't, but he showed clips from like January 6th and stuff, <laughs> how he's yeah. like, you know, these are like opportunities the media takes to like retain control when people start getting like upset about things and uh he showed also like you know antifa riots and stuff like that so i don't think it's necessarily like one-sided but like yeah i was like oh this is kind of like a based youtube channel yeah i'll go subscribe i'll yeah he has a twitter and i'll put it in the bio in the description so i got i got a message i uh so there's this Freemason from Utah and he has an Instagram and he's posting about Freemasonry. So I had this, I had this conspiracy theory that like the stairs um, down and then like, there's some like, there's a lot of triangles in this movie. And like, um, so I thought, I thought, I thought it was Freemasonic. Like the director was a Freemason or something. And there's like, um, there's this Freemason, like image of the winding stairs and you don't know what's coming that through the, around the corner. Anyway. So I, I Instagrammed mm-hmm. this guy who's a Freemason and I gave my conspiracy theory rant to him and he just replied back. Um, no, the Truman show is not Freemasonic. So he shot <laughs> down, he shot down my conspiracy theory. You heard it here. Folks. Yeah. Didn't, so. didn't you share, didn't you share um, a theory with Owen Benjamin and he like, stole it he didn't steal it. Mean, he I, I i was telling him my freemasonic theory and stuff and he thought it was pretty interesting and he he started to do a live live a broadcast about this um conspiracy theory i had and then um someone did too many emojis in his live stream <laughs> chat so he has a live stream chat and someone was putting too many emojis in and he had like a 10 minute freak out that he couldn't read the chat because there was too many emojis. Well, you and know, then, you know what that is? That's, that's Kristoff in the booth. Yeah. He's like, send in the emoji guy. We he's gotta, like, we got to derail Owen. So it derailed him. Yeah. He didn't bring up the Truman show. The rest of the, the rest of the stream, he was just really mad about all these emojis and then he gave a really long lecture and then like he screenshotted his emojis and we're like, you see how big these emojis are for me? This is madness. So, so that- okay. Owen, Owen Benjamin, come on movie club and um, you can finish your uh, Truman show. Rant. But he, he took it in a little bit different, different uh, direction than I took it. He saw the number 36 over Truman's house. So Truman's house, we can talk about Truman's house, which is interesting. Truman's house, yeah. the number is 36, and he's like, 36, that's 333. Three, three. That's the carbon, um, the, what's it, the, like, what's the carbon? Like, what's the 
three atoms, three atoms, three atoms or like something? Like the element the symbol? Or yeah, like the a, element carbon. Yeah. So like Truman is in the natural world. That's 36. This is his house. And um, so he was really into that number 36 house. But you had something interesting about Truman's house. Well, that so that house, then this is just from the Wikipedia. This is not esoteric knowledge, but that house that Truman lives in, presumably they did the interior and exterior shots at this house, but it's owned by uh, the family of uh, Congressman Matt Gates or Get Matt Gates. Yeah, his his family owned that house. So like he grew strange. up in that house. So like. I think it's yeah. like a, I think it's like a, a vacation or rental home. But yeah, yeah. this is definitely oh. Freemasonic. So is the Freemason lying to me? He doesn't want the secrets out. Yeah. What What would his incentive be to tell the truth? Yeah, isn't to, he in a to make society? the Truman Show cool? I don't know. No, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't want you to know the truth. So. Well, like, um, hmm, but like if you. If you pause, so like after Truman um, p- leaves and Marlon is in his hole and he pops his head out and you can see that house's backyard, that is like the weirdest freaking backyard like ever. There's like there's like red and black like pillar things. There's balls. There's like a floating terrace. There's a triangle at the top. Um it just doesn't. It looks very Freemasonic. <laughs> I don't know anything about the thirty-six thing, but was there any other Masonic? I think it's three or... sixes is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, or like six six six. Well, like the yeah, stairs. And carbon is six. The there is a stair theme, so like, um, you know, like the temple in Jerusalem is gone, but the hole that. There's a cave that was dug out from the marble to build Solomon's temple, and that cave is still around. And like even our church, the Salt Lake Temple, they have a cave that has a vault in it now. And I think they made the cave quite a bit bigger, and it has a bunch of historical records. But like Freemasons also use caves um, for their Freemasonic rites, and it's it's to symbolize like first before you build the temple, you have to excavate the cave, and like you go into the cave and there's like a bunch of conspiracy YouTubers that break into Freemasonic caves because there's like a few of them around the country and it's really creepy because there's like the Freemasonic sign on the cave and they like, so like caves are part of Freemasons. So like in the movie, Truman goes down the stairs, he creates a cave, he, he, and the cave is kind of where he does his processes to, and like thinks before he actually leaves and and extend it's where he becomes a butterfly yeah so then he leaves the cave by if you see the ladder the ladder that he leaves to escape is set at an angle which in freemasonry means you do not know what's coming ahead and then he goes out of the cave and then he goes through the water and then he there's a long stair long flight of stairs he takes to leave the uh, dome so like why would there be stairs there like what there's there's why do you think there's stairs at the ending of the movie well from a practical point of view i think they just want to have the door elevated from the water like a ladder but 
No, I think I think he's right. I think it's symbolic of he's kind of um, he's stepping into a higher plane of reality by escaping the false world up into the real world. I th- I do think there's definitely like some conscious philosophical, you know, Plato's cave and stuff like that. Sweet. Yeah. Um, you you know yeah, what they say about the Truman Show having Freemasonic symbolism? What? It's like trying to find hidden messages in a Justin Bieber song. Sure, you <laughs> might find something if you squint hard enough, but in the end, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> Is that from ChatGPT? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing your ChatGPT voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's my ChatGPT voice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> This is a uh, okay. Let's. I'm gonna power to the end, and we're gonna, you know, we're just gonna go with what we have. Um, okay. Remember that guy? You know that guy, Brian Singer, who's like a director, but he like and molested rapist. kids. Yeah. He really wanted this job. I don't know if there's any significance to that, but uh, there's not any kids in this movie, so I'm not sure who he'd be molesting. Yeah. Put that as the tagline of the yeah. podcast. Not sure who he'd be molesting. So, someone's someone's doing the molesting. Um, and then uh, Robin Williams was originally considered for the role of Truman. But Peter Weir wanted uh, Jim Carrey. I could see that. Yeah. You'd probably have to get a different wife. It, so I have a question. If they redid Truman Show today, who, who would be... Um, who would be uh, the Truman? Uh, Jake Paul. Chris Pratt. <laughs> not just making up. Not not Jake Paul. Um, I don't know. Do we have funny actors now? They'd, they'd probably just do Pete <laughs> Davidson. Chris Pratt. It would be Pete Davidson, and it, it would make $1.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, ChatGPT really doesn't want to make uh, prompts related to Truman Show ma- Masonic imagery. Yeah, because they know. <laughs> I told it to do a funny joke about how the Truman Show is really about drinking secret white juice given to kids. And it says <laughs> that it can't do it because it's spreading misinformation and conspiracy <laughs> theories. I'm like, what are you talking about? What kind of conspiracy theories? See, theory there is, is that? something there. I'm not. Yeah. No, you're right. They're they're censoring it. So, <laughs> yeah, Sam Altman at at OpenAI, he knows. They know. Um, Christoph was originally cast as Dennis Hopper. I I feel like they did a good job with this Christoph. I wouldn't change him. So Ed Harris was this Christoph, and he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But Jim Carrey didn't get nominated for Best Actor. And it's like, mm. I don't know that it's that impressive of a performance because it's just kind of like Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey. But right, eh, I don't know. I mean, it's impressive for like a jokey guy. Mm, I would, I'm I'm okay with that nomination. Ed Harris did good. Good job, oh, Ed no, I'm Harris. okay with him getting the supporting role, but it's like it kind of seems like they should have just given Jim Carrey a yeah, they probably should have, but once again, they it was probably like too soon. Did he get it for Eternal Sunshine? I think so. Yeah, that's probably why. They always do that where it's like delayed. Yeah, delayed. 
Um, here's something something fra- crazy. Speaking of uh, Marlin, in deleted scenes, Marlin is shown to have a drug problem, dealing with the stress of lying to Truman all these years. Do you and have guilt. a drug problem, Granite? What? Do you have a drug? Oh yeah, problem? I have to medicate. I have to medicate just all the time I spend um like soothing you that's taxing i have to take um i don't know what is a really cool drug right now uh opioids yeah i have to take those are hot right now yeah fentanyl yeah i'm doing um fentanyl fentanyl sandwiches (laughs) Uh, the the town of seaside or sea haven has a fentanyl problem but yeah that would be in the pete davidson one yeah Um, have you ever, or I think Greg told us with the white juice or something, but granted, have you ever had a time where you were like, maybe I'm in the Truman show? Oh yeah. I mean, not like an experience, but you know, that thought I think has yeah. occurs to, has definitely occurred to me or like, Oh, am I the only actual conscious person or like, um, you ever, have you ever been like, here's this feeling I get all the time where I'm like driving, um, maybe in traffic and I look around, I'm like, all these people, all these people think they have somewhere to go, but like only I have somewhere to go. Like, mm. like they are all, they could all just not go to their place and they would be fine. But I need to go to my place. Cause I need to do what I need to do. Like I have that feeling sometimes it's just kind of weird. Like do all these people really need to be here? Like this is, this feels like fake. That's a weird feeling I have sometimes. I'm I'm really good at navigating through a crowd. Just oh, getting yeah. people out of the way. Like I I don't worry about uh politeness or any of that. Cuz they're all they are all NPCs. They're all NPCs, yeah. Which this yeah, this is uh predates NPC as a meme. Yeah, I like how when Truman actually there's it reminds me of a video game because you know like when he goes he follows his wife into the hospital and he uh-huh. wants to like he wants to see if she really does nurse work. And um, there's all these like other nurses and stuff and hospital staff who like try and get in his way. And uh-huh. it reminded me of a video game, right? When you're like, I don't, I don't play video games, but when you're like your charisma score gets too low or something. And then, <laughs> and then townspeople just start bothering you <laughs> or start crowding around you. Yeah. Or start attacking you for no reason. Like that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Like you don't have high enough, uh, like regency with the town so they're like mean to you yeah um should a, should a zoomer watch this movie oh yeah i think so i think so i, I didn't even really give my like review or whatever yeah. but i think it's a good i think it's a very good movie um and it it's it's especially brisk. yeah it's, it's um it's much quicker than i remember rewatching it it was like oh we're already to this scene yeah i think it's official time is like an hour 41 but you know, 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes of that is like, you know, credits or something. So uh-huh. it's like a 90 minute movie. They get a lot done in 90 minutes. Like, and it's got a concept, right? It's like, they're probably not the first people. There's probably like an old twilight zone that has the same concept, but there's a concept. Um, they execute it. They tell like a full story. I think it's pretty good. Well acted. You care about the characters. It's good. Yep. Some good music. Uh, like nineties music, nineties, like mid tier nineties movies often have like better music than the the biggest movies now. 
Yeah, um, I actually looked at the cast of this, and um, the guy playing the piano is actually Philip Glass. Yeah, yeah, it was Philip Glass score. Oh, but he's the one in the booth yeah. that's playing the piano? like oh. when they show the guy like playing the piano, it's actually him. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Greg, are you there, and do you think that uh, a Zoomer would like this movie and should watch it? Yeah, I think Zoomers would like this movie. What What do the Zoomers think? Would Would Nim like it? Uh, would Nim like it? I think, but he, Nim's not a real Zoomer. He thinks He <laughs> thinks a lot of things I think are cool are really lame. So, if I'd bet, I think you might think it's lame. Just going with my gut. It is almost like a um, a more accessible, like Blade Runner, Matrix, that type of thing. Yeah, I, I think an introspective. Similar themes. I think if a zoomer had the patience to watch a ninety minute movie and and they were like a little bit introspective, maybe I think they, if they, they were playing that like subway jumper game on so, the yeah. screen and yeah, if they could watch Subway Surfer at the same time as um, the Truman Show. Yeah, they and like slime videos. Yeah, I think they could get something out of it. I think they would. Yeah, because they, they, I mean, they should be able to like the themes of like, you know, digital control, manipulation. Can I say something? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, this is kind of the theme of the podcast, but like, I feel like uh, people on our side sometimes are like, oh. That movie's not good because it had a liberal in it, you know? And it's just like <laughs> yeah. such a surface level reading. And it's like you you can get more out of something if you have the capability of actually kind of dissecting it and understanding it at a deeper level, you know, in, the, in a media landscape. And even if it's like against your principles um, in general, like you could – like this is what – the the you know the queer theorists do and like the 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 critical race theory people do you know they they take old texts that belong to a certain culture in a certain point of time and reframe them in their um in their uh media ecology to kind of serve their own narrative and so yeah. we should do that and that's what we're doing and so stop being so lame people yeah even it, if yeah even though Jim Carrey has Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, apparently right. he's, uh, he's found, you know, uh, found Jesus. So that's, that's good. I mean, good for Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like it it was like that. Uh, I haven't seen it, but like someone did like a review of Shazam and they're like, there wasn't too much woke stuff in it, but it was bad because it's liberals <laughs> or something. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, that's not how you watch movies. Well, it's, it's also not how artists, it's not how artists create either. Like a liberal can create good art. It's not like. No. Yeah. I, like most artists have some sort of artistic integrity where they're trying to produce something of quality. Now there, there are artists like green day, uh, Greg's favorite band uh, <laughs> that do, will do things like, you know, American idiot where, George W. Bush is an idiot, you know, and like that's their message. But like most artists ha- are trying to do something more than just that. 
Yeah. And that is, like you said, that that is basically the theme of the show, like uh, of this podcast that is, is like we can, we can, um, we can hope for uh, ideologically aligned media to be created. Like the Hunter Biden movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we can hope for it and maybe someday it'll come, but it's probably not, it's not going to, it's, it's usually just, uh, I guess what we can do now is, is just find, find the narratives in the things that are already existing. And um, I mean, it's not like we, we don't want to, um, we don't want to like pretend that something was said that wasn't said, but, but oftentimes a lot of these narratives and stories only work because they actually do reflect uh, like our values and stuff. So, you know, if you're, if you're going to look at the Truman show and say like, who, who in 2023 is the guy in the booth controlling things? Like it's certainly and that we should be like, questioning mm-hmm. like well it's not it's not like ronald reagan up there it's, kanye uh, west had an idea yeah <laughs> no, i'm just kidding but no and also even if like a piece of media like explicitly goes against your values like there still may be a way to interpret that or read it in such a way that allows you to better understand culture and society at large as, as we are currently in like 2023 or whatever right yeah True, true. I think we can wrap it up there, unless there's anything else uh, important. Greg, any final words? Any warnings for kids that are getting the white juice at school? It's just don't, just don't drink it. It was, it's like chalky, like chalk. It tastes like chalk, kind of. Huh. This is a good idea for a movie. The gifted and talented kids being taken out of class, given, given the white juice. <laughs> The white juice makes them like politically pliable in future generations. Oh, I just think removing yeah, the them white juice from their, keeps them in line. Removing them from their peers makes them politically pliable. It's like this is what all your peers want you to do, and it's like, oh, okay. And then you have Evan McMullen just doing nonsense. So, yeah, he he got white juice. He got a lot of white juice as a kid. <laughs> he probably overdosed on white juice. Um, if you've made it this far in the podcast, hashtag white juice. <laughs> white juice. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us. This was wild. We was obviously the, it took a lot to get this one out the door, and because uh, powers that be, mm-hmm. pissed off, you know, didn't want it to happen. Hello. Do your ABC. A B C D E F G. We're testing you. I've got some white liquid. It's freaking condo crappy Wi-Fi.